Everyone, we really appreciate you coming by. This is the Better Fight Cast for rookies and vets with the MMA historians. Your tightest coverage of mixed martial arts, which is probably the bestest, purest sport you can follow. Our experts were studying prior to VHS tapes way before Connor was even a thought in your head. They know it all. You newbies keep up if we go deep. And all you longtime fans, please bear with me when I ask some dumb questions for the uninitiated. Now our warriors. In the left corner is Joe Newbauer at the MMA Historian. In the right, Sean Newbauer is at MMA underscore Insomniac. And in the middle, to help me bridge the gap between fans new and old, Gabrielle Shirley at Gabby underscore T. She's somewhere between a historian of the sport and a rogue like myself. I am Matthew Krogamo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, a health student and writer exploring how to maximize the human experience. Today, we do that by bearing witness to these utmost elite heights of human competition. Learning from these dedicated gladiators and having the opportunity to share in this glorious combat with our fellow human beings. And the overarching trajectory of our favorite three-letter agency, the UFC, plus Bellator, and all things MMA. Real quick, I've been calling the UFC three-letter agency for a minute. And what's today? Today's, I think, the 29th. On one day ago, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Today's the 2nd of March. Oh, wow. Okay, so three days ago. That's okay. right. I was probably listening to it yesterday. It was the Joe Rogan Experience number 924 with Rory Albanese, a hysterical comedian. It was a fantastic episode. But at one point they were talking about CIA agents, and we're going to get GFB real soon, guys. Just hold, 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 hold quick. Hold Speaking stick. of a three-letter agency. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were talking about a former journalist and friends of theirs that used to be in the CIA, and the, they got started because the journalists are, you know, thinking like, oh, you used to be CIA. And... Um, they're saying that once you're in the CIA, you're always in the CIA. And then Joe Rogan said, I would imagine that once you work for the CIA, you're in the CIA. And then he compared it to the UFC. If I ever left the UFC, I'd still be with the UFC. So I just felt, I felt, I felt very proud of myself that Joe Rogan compared it to a three-letter agency. And that's something I've been saying for a minute. Yeah. And that, it's, it's really funny. We it's have really it on funny. tape, people. Yeah, man. It's there. <laughs> so, historian, where should the schooling begin this week? Since the last time we sat down and we talked, there has been so many things that happened. Let's see. A total fight was announced that left a whole division in an uproar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we had boxers wanting to fight MMA guys. MMA guys wanting to fight boxers still. We have people resigning with the UFC and more people still leaving the UFC. Fights, fights, fights. Fights galore. Lots of fights being signed. USADA's back. Let's see. We have you know NFL players. It's to be or not to be. Does he want to fight or does he not want to fight? I still don't really know. Well, it depends. Know. Is he fighting man or woman? <laughs> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> we have a big fight card coming up this weekend. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Everything and people losing appeals. I don't know. <coughs> where to start, where to start, where to start. I think that's very easy. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with that title fight that left the whole division in an uproar. That was signed and made official on ESPN by Mr. Who they call Dana White has now stated that GSP versus Michael Bisping for the middleweight title will happen sometime in the third or fourth quarter of this year. Take a date to be determined. I've never even heard of that before, hmm. but it's going to be on a date to be determined sometime later this year, and it's official. Uh, nope to Romero. Nope to Jacare. And the rest of the middleweights for this one. But the former 170-pound king is fighting the middleweight champion of the world, Insomniac. What's your thoughts? 
I'm not mad at it. You like it? No. I agree. Romero should get the title shot, but let's face it. You want a big fight? That's a big fight. Everybody keeps talking about how, oh, no, there's not much going on with the UFC so far this year. They seem like they're taking a step back. That's going to be a massive blockbuster fight. Mm -hmm. GSP's comeback fight, it just makes sense. I mean, I, I would have I maybe preferred against the welterweight champion. Yeah, sure, but when you get the hype going on for this fight between the trash talk from Bisping, just GSP's comeback, the fact that you combine mo both their careers, they got the most wins ever. Hmm. That, that it's going to be an easy sell. Um, two veterans of the sport. I'm not mad at it. I mean, GSP is GSP. You don't you don't deny anything from that guy. Why not do it? Well, if you say the most wins ever, does that mean those two together have more wins than any other two put together? Yep. Okay. They both have some of the most wins. It's like 20 wins or something like because, that. Because like, if you're saying that they both together have more wins than any one guy, it's like, like it's not quite as impressive. But if it's more wins than any other two guys... They're two of the top guys. It's like 39 or 40 wins combined in the UFC. So would that mean that one of them would have more wins than anybody else? Michael Bisbang does, I, I guess. I think it's right? Bisbang. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that is but that's, true. That's pretty yeah. incredible. And then after this fight, could be GSP tied with him. Then you got GSP going to be the Ooh, dual title holder so in two different divisions. I mean, it, it's crazy. I know there's guys. It's in a that history division. making fight. Yeah, it, there's guys in that division that deserve. Wait, would they just the have fight. him win this belt and then go to another division, go back to 170? That, that I don't know. So this is 155, right? No, 185. Oh, one, oh right, 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 right. Very weird to me. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. Anyway, I'm going to ask all those questions right now. In all honesty, though. The fight's a little weird right now, but when it comes time, this, the, I mean, the date for it right now is TBD, mm -hmm. to be determined. I don't know when it's happening yet, but whenever that is, whether it's in July, June. Well, do they have all of their locations mapped out for nope. the rest of the year? They haven't released all of them, though. Ooh. It'll probably be in Canada. I mean, whether it's in well, September. Well, I mean, that should answer some if questions. If it's in October, it doesn't matter. One thing I do know, when BS, GSP versus Bisping is about to happen... I'm going to be really excited for it. But that doesn't mean right now I can at least feel sorry for the other guys. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of questions I have, and there's a press conference going on tomorrow as we sit here on Thursday night. I mean, we are one day away, you know, one day removed from UFC 209. Like, we're almost there. We're across, We're about to cross the we'll finish line. That. We'll get into that. The weigh-ins is like the we're last thing we have to see if anybody that. falls off that card. Okay. Usually after that, you're pretty concrete. We have the weigh-ins, and that's it. And it should be good to go. But also tomorrow they're holding a press conference for the GSP versus Michael Bisping fight. I have a lot of questions. There's just a lot of things I want to ask GSP. And a lot of things I want to ask Michael Bisping. Michael Bisping might retire after this fight. He has that right. That's okay. Is he going to? I don't know. He did say he'll fight GSP and then six weeks later fight any middleweight after he beats GSP. But I'm looking at the other side of the coin. What if GSP wins? Does he plan on defending that belt? Is this like a long-term plan? Is this a one-off and then gone? Right. Is he going to jump back to the other belt so he can hoist two belts also? Like, I could definitely see and them, then go away I could definitely and see something them else. making that move. But I also thought about thing. it. But is that like a burnout? Is that flying too close to the sun? You're going to crash Well, here's the, the thing. Icarus, right? Down, he had a decision down, between down. welterweight, lightweight, and middleweight. The one thing I will say, at GSP at 35 years old, the middleweight, that club is like 35 and up right now. Where Walter Waits thirty five and under and lightweights way younger. 
Um, I think he chose middleweight because he thinks it's going to be easier. I really think he thinks Bisping's going to be an easier fight. I completely disagree. I actually think Bisping's going to Yeah, I don't agree him. with that either. I think Bisping's going to be a tough matchup for him. I just think it's the biggest fight he can take right now. But is he going to fight... If he beats Bisping, is he then going to turn around and fight Yo Romero at 39 years old? That's Is he going to fight Jacques Array at 37 years old? You know, all these guys... But I, the sad thing is, I don't even think it's going to be either or the latter. I really feel bad for the middleweight divisions. I think Jacques Array, I think Yo Romero, I think Gegard Mousasi, Chris Wyman, they all might want to think about 205 for a little bit. Because if GSP wins, I don't think it's going to be any of them that gets the call. You know what it's going to be? Connor. No. I don't even think it's going to be Connor, yeah. a guy that just won at 185. It's going to be Anderson Silva. That's oh. what they're going to do. Oh, Mark yeah. my words. I'm staking oh. my claim here. I don't know. That might not be the sexiest fight, though. Anderson yeah, Silva is kind of beat. Yeah, he, Anderson Silva need another win. He would need one more win. I think that's what they would do. I, I genuinely think that's what they would do. We're talking way hypothetical it's here. Like, it's like Maypack. It's too late. But I, no, I disagree. It's not what it could have been. It's not. But what I'm it also been. a little it's not sad. Not going to be the sexiest fight. They would have him. They would have him go for the title. They would have him go for the 170 title. That's what they would do next. They would just try to. They would just be like, "F it, it's GSP." Well, I think more. Though, oh, you said if GSP going? wins, mm-hmm. I think it would be more likely if GSP lost because then he's kind no. Of, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I mean, I'm sorry, the Anderson Spider. They're not thinking he, about what's going to happen. Nobody really thinks he won his last fight. I don't see how he'd have to win another fight. It'd have to be a big fight. I didn't think they were going to sign GSP versus Bisping. That didn't, no. I'm we were told that wasn't going to happen, all. actually. Dana said it was Yo Romero next. And I was sold on Yo Romero Bisping. Call me crazy, but I still love that Bisping Romero fight. I love you, Michael. I love you. <laughs> I wanted to see that. They had some real beef there. That was a real fight. Yeah. I really. He's think calling into Michael Bisping's radio he, show. I think if he gets that belt, he's going to go try to get the second belt right away. I think that's what WME would do. I mean, that's the biggest. I mean, you have another guy. I mean, you got to keep topping yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I really, that's my prediction. If he wins this fight, they'll just have him jump right down to that division. I don't think that they should. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know? Well, well, we'll my just get biggest him, thing give him is, three belts. He'll cut off a hand and, I think and go from down here, another division. Until this fight happens, let's see him get past Bisping first. Because if he's sleeping on Bisping, I don't know where. I don't believe he's the type of person to sleep on any opponent. Yeah, true. I don't know why we would even talk about but that. But it's like, also oh, a long time ago. We are three and a half the, years removed. I, yeah, I get that. But they, they, they say that, oh, he's going to take him because he's the easiest opponent. Yeah, let's let's take three years off and fight the middleweight champ of the world. That's easy. There is no time off. It was the three years of the training camp. <laughs> well, you know, you know what my personal belief is? I think why GSP chose middleweight, in my honest opinion, is because it is a 35 and over club. Mm. And I mm-hmm. also believe mm-hmm. Coach Cavanaugh came out with an excellent interview today, the guy that trains Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. And he's a big fan of GSP. And he truly believes that in this game of MMA, you know, GSP's been away for three and a half years. Middleweight still has kind of older guys that were back in his generation. Welterweight, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Tyrone Woodley, this game's evolved. This isn't the same game that GSP walked away from almost four years ago. Yeah. This is completely different. I think he has a lot of trouble at 170. He even knows it. Mm-hmm. He knows he he probably knows he can't beat Tyron Woodley right now. You know, or Stephen Thompson. Fiari likes yeah. He likes Michael Bisbang because he, he does not <laughs> take uh, how you say here the uh, juicy juice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I think Bisping's a bad matchup for him. But that that's gonna be for a future podcast. 
Michael I think Bisping right now, could definitely. I don't think win he can hold fight. Bisping down. Bisping gets right back to his feet. Dude know, is amazing. Mm-hmm. GSP is like the team one thousand though. Like he just seems like in. Like who knows what that guy's been up to in the last? I three think it's and the biggest years. drawing fight he could take right now because I was looking at the options for GSP. There's not many. No. It's either the welterweight champ. That's why it could be. They were Silva. saying they were saying it's either the welterweight champ, middleweight champ, or Nick Diaz. I have no desire. To Here's see my fight. question. Why did he did he just own Nick Diaz? Didn't he? Or no? Was yeah, that he a did. Pretty, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just owned him. Yeah. Here's my biggest question. If Michael Bisping wasn't the middleweight champ. Do you think GSP would have went after him? No, I don't know. But like, say like, say the champ like, was still I just Luke said why. I you just said why. I think you go for a belt. I just said why. He's the biggest money matchup for him right now. So you think Bisping with or without the belt, that's the match they were going to put together, right now? I don't know if it's without the belt. Because remember this this whole th- um, that's that's what I was I asking. Think, I think if GSP hypothetically, I mean, Bisping, if it was a, a non-drawing champion, no, they wouldn't have done it. But Bisping is the biggest draw for GSP's comeback right now. That's what I'm saying. With or without the belt, you think that was GSP's comeback fight? No. no. Not without the no. belt? Not without the belt? No. no. So you think he would have went in there and fought, say, the former think... champ, Luke Rockhold? No. I don't even think... I don't, I'm not even sure he goes to 185. Just, I think that right. GSP... Go for the 170 champ. Or, yeah, or whoever makes the most sense to draw the most money. I think there's too many questions. Hopefully they all get answered tomorrow at the press conference because that's the type of questions I have is what is the game plan here? I really think... Two belts. This and then might a third be a thing. Belt. He's gonna hold them together like it's the trident from Link. Yeah, because I think if Michael Bisping, even if he didn't have the belt, I still think that would have been a big fight to make for GSP's comeback right now. You know what I think happens? He's going for the 185, and I think he drops down to 155 after it. Ooh, what? Whoa! Bold statement, Insomniac. You gonna Wait, stamp who that he, one? Who would he be fighting uh, at 155? Conor McGregor. That's who I predicted. That's who you predicted. After he wins, but, I still think Connor might but there's going to be two champions. He's going to be able to pick problem. one. Are we going to have a choosing? I still choosing? think Connor might be. Some, Connor's probably going to fight. Could be Ferguson winner. Think so? Yeah. I'd be okay with yeah, that. I, I think, think so. so. Oh, I'd be um, okay with it. I love that fight. But I, but I just <sighs> think of the big brand managers there and them all. But when when GSP's out fighting Bisping, Connor's going to be getting ready to fight. I mean, we're we're speaking very very hypothetical. I mean, GSP's not even fighting for a while from now. Yeah. This fight's not even until like later this year. So we'll, well see. I mean, if GSP does this fight, and then while that's happening, maybe this Conor Mayweather thing actually does happen. I you know hope what? not. I hope when not. This, I hope not. I hope not, too. You know, I'm going to be 100% honest. You. When this fight got it. announced... I don't want it to waste of a Conor fight. Put him in a cage. Yeah. If he's got one more fighter to make it that... I mean, if you put this... What are you gonna, I think what are you going to get into? I, no, I was going to say, when this fight was announced, GSP versus Bisping, that was the first thing I thought, oh, no. Maymac may be real. That's exactly what I thought because Dana swore Romero was getting the next shot at Michael Bisping. And then not even a month later, now it's GSP. So I can't believe what Dana's saying. Dana's saying Khabib, Tony winner, is going to get Conor McGregor next. Okay, Dana, I've heard that before now. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you've lost all credibility. The company wasn't selling. Misha Surkinov is done. He's not coming back. He's completely finished. He's going to have to fight elsewhere. He's back with the UFC, by the way. Just signed the other day. Who? Misha Serkinov. 205 Phenom from Canada. Looks looks amazing. 4-0 in the UFC with four finishes. Mm. You know, there's it's just everything he's been saying lately, it just comes out to be the complete opposite. So, what are you so saying? since he's saying there's not gonna be a Maymac fight, I think there's gonna be a Maymac fight. So what are you saying? <laughs> um, 
So what are you saying? A promoter lies from time to time? Yeah. Well, Danny used to always be that honest guy, though, man. Like, he was always a straight no, shooter. No, he's... No, that's not true. Okay. I think that they had to kind of it's make... coach speak. They had to make this fight, because I think... Something I read was that part of the, the deal they made with GSP was probably that when he comes in, his first fight was a title shot. And I mm-hmm. think Fisting was the just best one they could do. The, I don't know, the one that would draw the eyes. And um, Well, I think GSP is a very also, methodical... Fighter, I mean, if you remember GSP in his prime, he is like his MMA IQ is on a very, very high level. He's a very intelligent guy, and he looked at the champions. You know, he's looking at Stephen Wonderboy Thompson well, or Tyron Woodley. I just don't even believe that, that for one second. Believe what? So kind of that he's like looking at the champions and he's like, oh no, I can't fight. No, I just think Bisping's the biggest drawing fight for him. How do you know? I think he could come back. He was always a big draw with his welterweight what do you mean? title. What if, what Who's if, the name? What if Bisbang wasn't the champ? Then who would be the fight? That he that's would a, that's all hypothetical. That's no hard guess. to say. I think it's just because no it's Bisping. No. I, I agree with that. It's the name, but he was always the... GSP was always the 170-pound king. That's what he was known for, was the 170-pound division. He's known as the best welterweight ever. Period. There's not even a discussion. Okay, well that was And he's too- coming back to middleweight. You don't find that a little weird? No. That was 2014. This is 2017. My point exactly. He's going after the older Michael Bisping, the older division. They're all the 35 and up club. Okay. He's not going after the young guys like Tyron. He's Tyron also going Williams after the guys. He's gonna, older. Yeah, he's, he's also I going mean, after he the guys. He's older. He's been out of the game for a while. Yeah. So that means it doesn't matter. I would think that he would come back to the title that he never lost. No, one hundred and seventy pounds. I think when people get older, it's harder for them. I mean, I, no, it's, that's not years, me. I just different. think it's the biggest money fight. Tyron Woodley or Stephen Thompson is not a draw. Bisping is a draw. Right. So he's gonna fight Bisping, and then those two, one of the, they're gonna age each other a little bit more, and at least one more war, <laughs> hopefully, and then he'll take on them, maybe. Yeah. And hell, I mean, he might be able to hold I'll up, if one of them he only, up the trident. I'll he, tell you what, he would if one of them were a draw. He chose Bisping because he thinks Bisping is beatable. Period. Oh, stop. That's not GSP. Bisping actually has more wins than GSP. Didn't you hear? George St. Pierre is in the best shape he has ever been. The George <laughs> yeah. St. Pierre of yeah. now. Three ACL surgeries, beat. too. No, yeah. the George St. Pierre of now could be. The George St. Pierre of then. He was back drunk. <laughs> he was back drunk. He's a beast. He's a monster. <laughs> Alright, we're going to move on from this before it gets heated. We'll discuss this another day. I have a feeling this discussion is going to come up a lot in our future. This this isn't going to go anywhere. On other news, I said Misha Serkinov, he's back with the UFC. We'll see where everybody else lands up, but I'm glad to see UFC got the big one. I didn't think Misha was a guy they could let go. You know, Dana said he was cutting them, cutting ties, Canadian guy. 205-pound division. The guy seriously looks like he could contend for the title one day. Excellent signing by the UFC. I'm glad to see him back because there's multiple fights for him. He could fight the Jimmy Manuel versus Corey Anderson winner. He could fight Shogun if he beats Gian Vellante. That'd be a big fight. He's he's got, you know, too bad Bader's leaving because Bader would be a good fight for him right now. But we'll see what happens in that future. But the news that I did not like hearing today... And this is why I think this McGregor-Mayweather thing is going to be real. Roy Jones Jr. expressed interest in fighting Anderson Silva in a boxing match, and Anderson Silva responded back that he's still interested in doing a boxing match. What do we know? It might have been today. It could be tomorrow. It could be Saturday. It could be Sunday. But Roy Jones Jr. is meeting with the UFC one of these days this week. 
You said Anderson Silva? Who's Is that who you said he was going to fight? Yeah, in a boxing match. Right. Roy the Jones deal, the Jr. deal is Anderson Silva gets to wear gloves on his feet. Yeah. Well, 41-year-old Anderson Silva and, like, what is it, 50-year-old Roy Jones yeah, Jr.? I think it was Shabu who was calling him Dad Bod Silva. Yeah. I mean, the fight act, the boxing match actually makes sense, but I just hate it. I, I hate crap. everything about it. And it just makes me think that McGregor Mayweather thing is more real. Why, why else would they want to talk to Roy Jones Jr.? There's no reason at all. Listen, if we're gonna take, if we're gonna do this, let's really make it a spectacle and have the boxers and MMAers play like dodgeball and stuff too, mm-hmm. and volleyball. They got a dunk contest. Let's just let's just go all out. Let's make this the All Stars. Mm-hmm. Let's do mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any of that. But UFC Stockholm, a fight night in April. I believe it's April twenty second, off the top of my head. Has announced its probably main event. Well, definitely announced its co- main event, but this is probably its co-main event. Alexander Gustafsson is taking on Glover Teixeira in the main, and in the co-main, it looks like it's going to be Francis Ngannou versus Stefan Struve. What I heard, a fun I heard, fight! I heard that report was refuted today. Really? Yeah. Oh. So that's not true. Not true. It's hmm. definitely not official, and it was always a report. And then I heard another report. Well, wait, saying, did Dana say it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> That mean that that would mean it's Ngannou n- versus Black Beast or something. We got crazy. nothing to yeah. work with then. Uh, well, Holly Holm lost her appeal, so I guess she's focusing on a rematch with Jermaine De Ronda. Whoever wins those appeals, Sweet. though, it's 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 a shame. But like, I've never really seen anybody win an appeal. I didn't think she had a leg to stand on to begin like with. NFL appeal. I did, I did. No? That that scoring could have been differently if that ref would should have taken a point. Like the NFL. Yeah. Well, in a fight we're going to break down in a little bit later, I know who's not fighting the winner. As Damian Maya versus Jorge Masvidal has officially been added to UFC 211 in Dallas. With Maya fighting and GSP going to 185, it just leads me to ask one question. Who's fighting the winner of Wonderboy Woodley? Does anybody even have a guess? You if got it, at 210, you have Musasi versus Weidman. Oh, that's middleweight. Yeah, what are you thinking? This is 170. This is 170. Returning Robbie Lawler? Or is it going to be who I really think it is, who was supposedly offered the Wood, the Tyron Woodley shot in the first place? Or is it going to be Nick Diaz? Oh, no. No, I mean, he was offered Woodley. Oh, Woodley said Nick face. Diaz oh, turned no. it down. But am Bro. I wrong here, Insomniac? He's making oh, a face. For even thinking that. He's am I wrong? A face inside the face and on top of the face. Who else is it going to be? It's Zombie Act ready to go to bed. He's, he's, go, he's done. He's done. Look at him. He is Look so mad right now because he knows I'm right. Maybe the historian the sad will thing share is... some of his Dunkin' Donuts coffee with you. He knows I'm right, and he's, he's just mad because he's thinking about it like, yes, that's probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Nick Diaz versus the winner of that fight. Oh, no. Because, I mean, I... I don't think they're going to give it to I think he's looking Lawler. for his pillow. He's gone now. He's left the table. He's not at the table with us anymore. Literally. He's going to make a drink. Emotionally. Well, while he's out making a drink, Matt, me and you discuss a lot about this co- <clears throat> this topic. And this week especially, for some reason, I've seen it a lot in the news. USADA's back. I thought they got kind of quiet for a little while. Preserving the sanctity of the sport, yes. So this week, uh, Gian Vellante, who's fighting Mauricio Shogun Rua a week from Saturday. You know, in Brazil's card next weekend, uh, he just got an exemption, so I guess they popped him for something. But 
he was cleared, so he's still able to fight. No suspension. Tom Lawler, who got popped for a banned substance, who claims he still does have not any idea of how it happened. Oh, really? How well, it got in the I, system. Well, well, if he says that, then we should yeah. believe him. He's calling on everybody to ask him anything and everything about the whole oh. situation. He's an open book. Maybe we could call him. We were talking about practicing interviews. But anyway, earlier. USADA just cracked down on their sentencing on him, and he got two years. His bar's probably pretty low. Maybe we could get him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a pro wrestler now. Oh yeah, that guy. Okay, Tom Lawler. Okay. Tom Lawler. I mean, he's doing. I mean, I think it's smart though. He, you know, he's popped for two years. He can't even return to fight until he's thirty-five years of age. <laughs> this guy how, how, was a guy that went from middleweight. He went from middleweight to two hundred five and was knocking out two hundred fivers. Okay, so the higher weights, he lasts longer. Mm, I don't know, but then he got popped for a banned substance. You said two hundred five was the thirty-five and above club. No, no, no. That's 185. He went from 185 to 205. He went up 20 pounds. Oh, so when you get from that to that, it's not necessarily... Yeah, and then he got popped for the banned substance, so it's kind of... Kind of have to scratch your head, like, okay, it kind of makes sense. But he got two years. He's an open book. I mean, I'm a a fair believer since this cyborg thing. You're innocent until completely proven guilty. Like, I'm just going to... Yeah, they're finding everybody innocent after they're guilty, too, though, are they? How many other big... Well, I guess they didn't exonerate Brock, so... so... I don't know. Yeah, but that fight already happened, and then they popped him twice <laughs> during fight week. So I mean, they, they they still, regardless, they they aired out. Well, that let's dirty think laundry. about this. Okay, so the Brock fight happened, so everybody, well, maybe Brock lost some of his money, but okay, if we're gonna put on our tinfoil hat and play conspiracy, is Usada still an independent body, or is it convenient that the only person who hasn't been exonerated, the fight already happened? Because the other fight... Well, that was a one-time thing. John Jones, mm -hmm. he didn't get the fight, Mm -hmm. and he's since been like, oh, he's good. He's good to go, bro. But he also popped for a test that was from before. Again with Cyborg. Like, again, oh, she's fine. She's fine. And now that fight is... That fight was never never scheduled. And it's going to happen again soon, presumably. The big picture to me is... John Jones could come back pretty soon, too, presumably. Jones was on USADA longer. And he got popped for a prior date than what Lesnar's was. Lesnar's was like fight week. Yeah. And Jones was from one that was like weeks prior. And they, they got the results right before Well, I guess the met. real question with USADA is, is it, is it separate? So that's what I'm getting at here. And, and is, is that timing arbitrary, the way those things lined up? Or is it, it or could, 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 could the skeptics say that perhaps there's more communication behind the scenes well this is the thing with the Brock Lesnar situation that was a one time thing that was the only time they ever used the one month exemption Mm -hmm. and then when they used the one month exemption you know the UFC was confident Brock swore he wasn't doing nothing the thing is afterwards they still got the job done now it was sad that Mark Hunt had to go in there against Brock Lesnar who was probably juicing to the gills yeah you know, but at the same time, at least right after it, it was only like a week or two after, they aired out that dirty laundry as soon as they knew. They still did their job. And, they, I mean, and they, I that's guess, the only time I it's ever going to happen. stuff going on, they wouldn't burn well, John Jones right before 200. And this brings right so, into my next segue. That's the only time that's ever going to happen. DC, everybody, I kind of want to see that fight. Somewhere. Well, no, that's the only time that's ever going to happen again because nobody will ever be able to fight dirty like that again because there's no more one month ex- one month exemptions. Because of Brock Lesnar. They actually went from four months <laughs> to being in the system now 
to six months. Oosh. They learned from that lesson. And USADA still knew. Well, that part doesn't matter. That part wouldn't have affected the Brock Lesnar situation because it was a one month exemption. So well, I, that, it, that, does, it seems like they don't. It seems like the four to six month thing is a. Posture. I guess the best way to put Posturing. it is that was a one time deal and it will never ever happen again. Right. Like there, there's no more of it. I still. I, I guess. I guess I would have to if I had to pick one way or the other. I still believe that Usada is completely separate and independent, and. That's very fortunate because I want to see the sanctity of this sport. I think they're Preserved. still doing a fantastic Preserved. job. Yeah, they're popping everybody. One of everybody. these fields of human competition. Even and this cyborg. isn't necessarily the only one, mm-hmm. but a lot of them seem like the 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 officiating and the rulemaking and the behind the scenes stuff is kind of tainted. And it's nice that this one is not quite so much. The matchups maybe, but at least this part is keeping it clean and not succumbing to. Well, Branding I still think they're doing a fantastic pressures. job. I think that was Sales. that was still in the beginning of them. That, mm-hmm. You know, that was that's learning curves. That's yeah. that's stretch marks. You mm-hmm. know, that, everything teach has them, to go through teach that. These guys to be real. It's, we're trying to measure the height of human competition and achievement. We want it all to be pure. Brock Lesnar, man, NFL player, WWE wrestler. Octagon. Now Brock Lesnar, the thing with USADA, Brock Lesnar now Brock went from a UFC him? Hall of Famer. He what? no, I'm sorry, yeah. he got to the he almost made it to the NFL. Okay. Oh, we were like, what? The so. thing is, his his stats were the same as I want to say it's Mario Williams, the first overall draft pick. Yeah. Uh for the Texans. Yeah, we know Houston, he's Texas. an athlete, but that doesn't mean you can play football. From the combine, Brock Lesnar had the same exact numbers as him. That's funny. That's okay. And Tom like, that's Brady, how much of an athlete he is. And Tom Brady also had some of the worst numbers ever in the combine. I'm not sure. Sixth or seventh round. But still, Mario Williams was the number one overall draft pick with freak athletic stats. You know, mm. dudes are freaking nature. Yeah. Brock Lesnar had the same exact stuff at 30 years old. That's pretty impressive. Mario like, was like a monster for the first seven years in the NFL yeah, or something. He's a, yeah, it just shows Brock Lesnar is a freakish athlete. Mm-hmm. Like He is a top-level performer. Was he the number one pick? Mario Williams? Yeah. yeah. Pretty Houston Texans. He was the number one pick, right? I Not the first-round so, yeah. pick, but the number one pick. I believe number one I think overall. So. Yeah, because yeah. that's who they compared him to. Yeah. When they were saying UFC guys weren't on the level of NFL players or top-level basketball players. Or, Brock Lesnar is a freak. Yeah. Speaking Probably of all this NFL talk, the juice. what's your guys' thoughts of Greg Hardy, former NFL mm. Pro Bowler, making his... Well, last week I defended Travis Brown because we didn't know all the details and people can get labeled with accusations, especially high-profile people. But Greg Hardy, it seems, uh, was definitely a guilty uh, domestic violator, you know, violence offender, what have you. Um so I'm not a, not a fan of those people being able to reap benefits, I guess, if we are going to persecute every, everybody. I mean, a, a question a lot of people get asked is just, you know, people do this and that, and then they can't make a living anymore. I don't know. You know, that, that, that can be a, a conversation to be had perhaps in a minute or two, but just another person trying to jump into MMA because they well, for one, this guy doesn't have any other options because he ain't gonna get, he, he ain't gonna play for the NFL anymore. I'm That's what I hear. I mean, he's I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a shot in the NFL. So he's maybe this is just like another cash grab for him. And like I don't, I you know I see another uh, what's his name Phil Brooks, the former wrestler CM Punk. This is this that's what this brings up to me. I don't know. Well, this is the biggest high level athlete I've seen trying to jump over yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brennan Schaub and Matt Meachum. Well, were what two was, I mean, how did Brock, I mean how did Brock Lesnar do it? 
was he Brock Lesnar was WWE was he, though. Right. Was he trained in martial arts before he came in or did he just NCAA pick it up? champion. In martial arts. No. In, in wrestling. wrestling. Oh, okay. Legit. Very, yeah, okay. Yeah, like legit. So Greg Hardy not. <laughs> no. It's like the gold medal of United Greg States. Greg Hardy knows how to catch a pigskin. Right. Well he was was he was, he was he, defense, I know. Yeah, he was a tackle, right? He reminds He's me of Brandon Schaub and Matt Mitrion, both was Greg Hardy a lineman? Greg Hardy was a lineman, right? Something like that. I don't know what he was. I don't know the whole story. I just know he was a pro bowler. He was at the top of his I'm pretty game. Pretty sure he was a D lineman. Not that long ago. It was only like four, three yeah, years ago. Yeah, recent. I mean, he's a he's a gr- excellent athlete. I don't. Um, I think he's gonna get. Creamed. Bigfoot Silva is highly praising creamed. him. I've listened to his story. Mm. I don't know everything of what he's done in the past. I haven't heard of everything. I know that he has domestic violence. I know Jay Glazer came out and said this guy should be forbidden from MMA. But yeah, I mean, we could let him work an assembly line somewhere. I'm cool with that. It really depends on how stubborn you want to be. My my thing is, I believe everybody does deserve a second chance. Everybody's coming down hard on this guy, but if Michael Vick played again in the NFL, I can't sit here and look past Greg Hardy. You know, he has done some dumb things, but isn't that what martial arts is for? Don't you think he's chose the right path? Doesn't martial arts actually help a lot of people be <laughs> oh, I see better where people? With that. That's not what I thought you meant. <laughs> Like, he might have a temper, but martial arts might be the perfect outlet for him to let that out. Yeah. He he might have some problems. Maybe but he could find some center. Through that's it. what martial arts is for. Discipline it helps a lot of kids. More than being able to kick people. You listen to a lot of these guys that are professional mixed martial artists. They said as kids they were very violent. They didn't know how to tone their anger. They didn't mm-hmm. know how to tone all this rage or, or whatever and martial arts is what changed their life and made them be a better person that's what martial arts usually is for at the end of the day other than self-defense so we'll see what happens i believe in second chances my thing is though i just want to know how committed he is mm. he is living at american top team like living at the american top team gym mm. sharing a bedroom above the gym with another person. He lives, he sleeps on a little twin size bed, and he's been there for over three months. Nice, he's going to Fight Club. I like so it. that's dedication. I, like I mean, it. I got to give him that. But the only problem I had with his interview on the MMA Hour was with Ariel Hawani. He said that if the NFL did come calling back, he'd go back in a heartbeat. Oh duh. So it, it makes me wonder, like, I mean, he shouldn't have said it, you dummy, but. Is this going to be a long-term thing, or is this just short-term? This is just something you're doing while you're trying to get your NFL career back together. Try to prove that you're a better person. We'll see what happens, but my main question is, and Asaniak, I'd like to hear you chime in on this. Who picks him up, and where does he fight if he does make a pro debut? Because this guy's going to draw major, major attention. Do we know what his... How much does he weigh? He's a heavyweight. Okay. You know what I think? Prison. <laughs> so he should be sitting right next to Aaron Hernandez. Okay. I pay to see that. Oh wow, I didn't think of prison. I don't know about all that. I actually think from Dana White's body tone and what he said about Greg Hardy, I want to say like two months ago, I think he's gonna end up in the UFC. Show. I guess it depends what he did. I don't know the details. I don't know. I'm um, good. Yeah, I believe it. I believe everybody's due a second chance. He didn't kill anybody. He does have a domestic abuse, but supposedly from what I gather, if you hear the full story, that's why his manager signed on to him. Dana White even said you can't hold somebody down forever for something they did in the past. 
Maybe he has grown up. I don't know. But I just don't see UFC passing up the opportunity to let that guy fight in there. He's going to draw a lot of eyeballs. If they let CM Punk do it, they're going to let Greg Hardy do it. You can't let him go to Bellator. He's going to, he, you know, he's. I don't know. He's a prime they Herschel might. Walker. It's different. Herschel Walker was like 48. Greg wait, Hardy's wait, like 30. Wait, what's the comparison to Herschel Walker? I'm saying Greg Hardy because Herschel Walker fought for Strike Force. And they were, there was talks of him talking, fighting in Bellator, but it never came about. But Herschel Walker was... You know who Herschel Walker is, right? Former NFL legend? Did, did he play for the Bears? Probably. But he fought for Strike Force at 48 years old from the NFL to MMA. Wow. And that's who I'm comparing him to because this guy's actually in his prime in the NFL. So, that, so Herschel Walker did well? I mean, he fought nobodies. But yeah, he won. In Bellator. Strike Force. Oh, okay. Scott Croker's other baby. Free Bellator. I, I miss Strike Force. Strike Force was a fantastic organization. But I guess the Greg Hardy thing is just going to have to be a I wait think and gonna see. He's going to get whooped. He's going to get mollywhopped by anybody he steps into that ring with if they're any more legit than Phil Brooks, yeah. also known as CM Punk. But really, while we're thinking about it, we're on the horizon of actually some good MMA. UFC oh, 209. Yeah. We got some good fights. Right now, as we talk, we, we find out in just about 12 hours if everybody weighs in. Yeah. Make the event official. We're only 48 hours away from the event. This one, man, I'm starting to feel it. This is feeling like a big time event to me. Yes. These are some good fights. Yeah. That's a I always knew this card was good on the card, horizon. Solid coming card. Solid fight to kick off the main card. Whew. I love this card from top to bottom. UFC 209 has really snuck around, and I'm really, really legit hyped for it. I don't know how anybody isn't. This should be above-average UFC pay-per-view for them. Mm. It should not be... Le- if this doesn't do well in the box office, then I just feel bad for MMA. I just really do. I just I worry about the future, because this really is as good as it gets. You, mm-hmm. you can't ask for anything better. We have four of the top mixed martial artists in the world in the main event and co-main event. Pound for pound. These guys are good everywhere. And and the fights are so intriguing. I'm just I'm in awe of it and I, I just can't wait for Saturday night. But starting with the main event, the rematch, Woodley Wonderboy 2. Woodley sure has been doing a great job at trying to sell this fight. I mean, that it he shouldn't it should sell itself. He shouldn't even have to put in any work after Well, the crazy first thing match. is it was a war down to the second. Yeah. We were all wondering yeah. who won that fight until they announced it. That was Well, nuts. that was a fight I believe, the first fight. It's so crazy. I thought draw was perfect for it. I, yep. I really that summed it up. Cuz I thought right. Woodley and then they announced it and changed it to a Yeah. Draw. I really thought Woodley won the moments where he put the bigger damage and had the better moments in the fight, yeah. looking like he's about to finish. Uh-huh. And I thought Thompson won the volume. Yeah. Where I thought he outstruck him, he hit him more, punches and bunches, kicks and bunches, just did more to technically beat him out in that sense. But the rematch is needed, and I've been seeing them two all over the place, all over ESPN the last couple of days, all yeah. over everything. I mean, this has a big fight feel to it. Yeah. This is a legitimate... I really believe this is the number one and number two guy in welterweight right now. It's going to be a sweet fight. Yeah. There's no debate. And I, 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 it's so hard for me to call a winner. I, can, I can't predict it. This is one of those I don't want to predict. 
I just want to see a fantastic fight. I might bail on the end of my son's birthday party and come watch it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's how you know you're committed. Man. Like, if... If you're willing to, like, skip some family obligations, I mean, I can, that's how you know if, you're committed. After I work my normal shift on Saturdays, I could make it here and catch, a, like, a round of the last fight, maybe. And I would do that for this fight mm-hmm. if it were still on. Like, I'd be checking Sure Dog or what have you to see if it was still going on. And I would race here to see the end of that fight if I was working. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, like, fight. that's the main event. But in my personal opinion, this is only my opinion, I feel like it's the co-main event. I yes. really feel like the main event. I was almost gonna. I was gonna let you get to it, but I was thinking that. I really, genuinely think the main event is Khabib Nurmagomedov Ooh. versus Tony Ferguson. Oh, it's gonna be good. This fight is so dope. It's gonna be good. I, literally, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I don't mm-hmm. think I've been this excited for a fight in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was excited for like the Connor fight mm-hmm. against Alvarez and the Diaz boys, but this one. For just being, you know, they're fighting for an interim title, and I think for the first time ever, I think this title is the real title. I, I don't believe the one that Connor won from Matty Alvarez was the real title. I really feel like Khabib and Tony Ferguson would beat uh, the former champ Eddie Alvarez. I mean, of course, I could well, be wrong, but I really think they both beat him. Connor, I think, is in a lot of trouble against the winner of this fight. He's got some serious competition. He thought featherweight was hard. This lightweight division is no joke. Well, for some reason, I was thinking that this title could be another one of those interim titles that gets transubstantiated into a real title because they're... It very well could. Because they're going to put Conor's next MMA fight Mm -hmm. against GSP. But but that conflicts with my previous prediction of it being at 170. So... I really genuinely feel like this is Don't the real know. belt. I, I do. I, I think I Tony Ferguson, too. Khabib Ferguson, third time's a charm. This fight, this is the third time this fight has been booked. <laughs> I think it was the MMAR. They were like, we wrap these guys in plastic, please, yeah. for five days. Five and we're 48 <laughs> We have never gotten this close yet, okay? We have a weigh-in, and that is it. And then we get the fight. We haven't been this close yet. They, they could, they, if... This Khabib could be Connor's next next cage fight over GSP. I think Khabib mm-hmm. might be the second most likely candidate. Yeah, I, I think Khabib could be a because huge star it's the, because it's right if he wins this. And uh, the international star, yeah, yeah the Russia thing, bringing him. Oh, I guess he's technically from like Pakistan, but close enough. Dagestan. Dagestan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been learning about Khabib. I've been studying him. <laughs> this dude's a, this dude's a freak. <laughs> like I don't understand. Like the, the promotion could be a little bit better. I'm not complaining too much because I think the UFC 209 promotion so far has been pretty good. I mean, they're all over sports. Well, center. if they're gonna try to pit him against Connor, maybe uh, then you'll see but, the I mean, promotion that you're looking for. When you watch Khabib as a kid, he's wrestling bears. I'm not kidding. <laughs> he's literally wrestling bears. Look the video up. I'm not making this up. He's what, wrestling what's a country bear. Again? Dagestan. Dagestan. Yeah, we wrestled bear. You for know, when I Russian... rewatched him versus Michael Johnson. <laughs> Okay. Russians invade. The whole time he's looking at Dana White. He's punching Michael Johnson. He's looking at Dana White like, give me your boy. <laughs> I told you, I come for your boy. Like, I want your boy now. Like, it, the whole time, it's just, it's weird, but it's so intriguing. He's telling Michael Johnson in the middle of a fight, like, you can't take much more of this. Give up. You need to quit. And Michael Johnson's flipping him off and he punches him in the face. <laughs> this guy is mean. Undefeated? Undefeated. Was he 9-0 UFC? And... 25 or 24? 24 and 0. Oh, he's 24 and 0? 
And if he becomes 25 and 0, I don't care what anybody says, him versus uh, Conor McGregor becomes the biggest fight. The biggest fight. This yes. guy is serious. Yes. The only problem is, as much as I love Khabib, I kind of, I'm a Tony Ferguson guy. I kind of have Tony Ferguson. I like everything this guy says. If Tony Ferguson wins, he is not necessarily Conor's fight after GSP. I'm going to make that prediction. No. But I, I, I just have a feeling Tony Ferguson is the matchup for Khabib. I think there's one guy for everybody. I really do. I think styles make matchups. On paper, Tony Ferguson is the biggest nightmare I think Khabib could have. I don't is think Tony anybody. Ferguson a bear? Um, no. But he's a Rico Suave. But it was a baby Khabib and a baby bear. Yeah, it's he's like a Terminator. Baby apples, the baby oh, oranges. Man. I got, I got Khabib all day. Yeah, I, I think you pick. would say that. That's my pick. Khabib is I just flawless. I, it's so hard to pick. It is so hard to pick. That's and I, but something's telling me Ferguson. But here's the thing. Maybe it's because I don't want to believe that Khabib is that good. I don't want to believe anybody is that good. If Khabib wins, I will never go against Khabib ever again. If he gets to 25-0, and 0, I don't think anybody touches him ever until he retires. He will be the reigning, defending, lightweight title Holder until he is done. Wow, so he'll wreck Connor. Yes, I, oh, I do think. If he gets to Tony Ferguson like he has been everybody else, mm. I think What's he Tony does Ferguson's wreck Connor. What's record? Do we know? Tony Ferguson is 22 and 3 overall. Oh, what a punk. Yeah. 15 <laughs> wins out of his last 16 fights on a nine fight win streak in the UFC oh, lightweight no, division. Oh, it's not undefeated. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this is gonna be a good fight. This and is gonna could, be a good and fight. also, Khabib. But I do also think I Tony Ferguson is in his resume. Mm-hmm. He's fought a lot tougher guys than Khabib. Yeah, yeah. Khabib. That's a fact. Has actually never lost a round. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally undefeated. Yeah, wow. Never lost a round. It's scary. It's a lot scary. of those are finishes too. Yeah. More than half. Sixteen. Um. It's a lot. This guy is nat. When he gets on you, I've never seen anybody get on top of somebody and use ground and pound quite like him. He really is. He will smash your face. That'll do the job. But Tony Ferguson's hard to hold down like that, and I think Tony Ferguson's submissions, mm. especially with the neck, might help him keep Khabib on his feet. This is a crazy Khabib matchup. Khabib has um, eight decisions, eight submissions, and eight. Um, knockout. So 16 wins by finish. Is that what I said? Sweet. Yeah. Um, I think this fight is going to depend um, mostly on how long, I guess, it, on Ferguson, how well he can defend the takedowns. I think that's a key. Oh, absolutely. That, that's 100,000% that's the, the key. There is no other key. <laughs> if Ferguson can defend the takedowns, he'll win the fight. Yeah. But if he can't, and Khabib gets you down once, game over. Yeah. And that's what makes this fight so good. This is the best fight I've gonna... seen on paper in a long time. It doesn't get better than this. It really does not. Because I really think if he can defend against those takedowns, I think Ferguson has the better... He can last longer in the fight, you know, and just you know, kind of keep... Yeah. That's yeah. why I want to say forget about everything in the future right now. What MMA good, fans what embrace. A good week in UFC. Uh, I was just thinking, like this very moment. I was just like, man, there's so much cool stuff I really going on. Believe awesome fights coming up. Oh. This is a crazy sport, man. If Khabib wins, it, uh, he's going to be so big. Mm-hmm. 
I really think he's a rock star. Mm-hmm. I genuinely do. But he can talk. He can talk. I was listening to Tony him. Ferguson has Here's the thing. These I'm so split and and conflicted cuz these two guys might be my favorite fighters right now also. I love everything both of them say. I love the fact that they both back it up 100%. I like the fact that Khabib chose to fight Tony instead of Jose Aldo because he wanted the realer fight. He could have got a little bit more of a money fight with Jose Aldo because everybody knows who Jose Aldo is. Mm-hmm. But he chose Tony Ferguson because he knew that was the real guy. He knew there was mm-hmm. not a tougher fight than him out there right now. And that's what I really respect about him. These two guys... 13 seconds still holds over Jose Aldo. Like, I just wouldn't be as excited about that fight either. It does hold over. I wouldn't be excited about that fight. I wouldn't be more excited about this fight than I would about Jose Aldo. I don't know about the, like, everyday, everyday fan or casual or whatever. Well, I think whoever wins this fight will definitely take out. I think she was going to... Were you trying to say, like, the winner of this fight would go fight Connor next, or...? No, I, mean, I was getting confused. I was saying, talk about Jose Aldo. I think... I think oh, they would take out Jose either Aldo. Either one of these fighters could take out Jose Aldo or Conor McGregor, I think. Right, well, or is that fair... Is that unfair because of the 13-second thing, like I was just saying? Am I misjudging Jose Aldo? I know he's a legend and everything. And I know he won his last fight. He's Convincingly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he... He... he very convincing win, did he finish or no? But it was still he owned it. Okay, he beat Frankie. Did he win like four rounds or something like that? No, five, rounds. five rounds. It was he won Edgar all five though. rounds. Yeah. Okay. It was Frankie Edgar. Yeah. I feel like Frankie Edgar is legit. I know. I, I respect. Only only Connor beat Jose Aldo. Nobody else in that yeah. featherweight division has ever even came close. Hmm. Aldo is the man. And I think in a second Connor fight, that fight would go a lot different. It definitely wouldn't be thirteen seconds. Aldo would play it more safe. He he went a little Maybe. gun happy. I think I think yeah, Connor got in his head. But I think but now but Connor got in his head before he beat him in thirteen seconds. Now that he's yeah. beat him in thirteen seconds, he could be even more in his head. No. And we've already seen Jose Aldo be victim to that. At least that one could time. Be. That that was a very important time. But legacies. I don't know. Tony Ferguson, the fight Khabib. You have Tony. You know Khabib's wrestling bears. Tony Ferguson's dodging lasers. What's like, working out. Like, he works out by dodging lasers in, like, some EDM thing. I don't know. It's so weird and <laughs> wild and crazy, but the dude, his footwork is amazing. I mean, it this is, is a I, collision course yeah. that's been canceled twice already, and they were just for, like, fight night main events. And now this thing is the main event, in my opinion, it is the main event of a huge pay-per-view. And I couldn't be happier to see it because I think this is the fight. I think everything happens for a reason. And this is going to be the first blockbuster this year. This is a fight we're going to be talking about for a long time, I think. And just, if, if you hear them talk, I mean, these guys want to be the best so bad. I mean, you can just hear it in both of them. None of them are going to, neither one of them. You're going to have to hurt fight, them. After this fight, if Tony Ferguson wins, perhaps he could be that name. Yeah, I think either one of them could. So maybe he could be a Connor. I love tender. these guys. A these Connor are, Tender? These are like a my con, two con favorite Connor fighters tender? right now. Them We're coining some terms today. We're not sure which ones yet. And I'm really, really big on Max Holloway. Like everything yeah. these guys say, like wanting to be the best and fight yeah. and actually keep fighting and fight the guys in their division. These are the three guys, in my opinion, right now today are just my favorite. I think they're the real deal. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. 
In other action, you know, Rashad Evans is fighting Daniel Kelly in his 185-pound debut. I think the biggest thing to watch for that, other than, you know, seeing Rashad get in there again, is he going to make 185? This is his first time in his career trying to get there. Of course, Groovy Lando Venata returns. He's fighting David Tamer. Should be, that's definitely a spotlight fight for him. I think Groovy gets it done. And in the fight that's not talked about at all, but what a amazing fight to open the card. Mark Hunt versus Alistair Overeem too. Yes. The rematch. Yes. In the first one, Alistair Overeem submitted Mark Hunt by armbar. Hmm. I don't know if it's going to go that way this time. I still see Overeem winning somehow. I mean, you'd much rather hear a rematch happening after a five-round war and not an ending like that. I really can't believe this fight hasn't gotten any love like on the countdown show or nothing like as a triple main event. Well, they're both off of losses. I don't think it's because of that. I think it might be because there's a pending lawsuit of Mark Hunt against the UFC. Mark Hunt's loss to Brock Lesnar, has that been expunged or whatever, or is it still considered an It doesn't even matter. Brock Lesnar was cheating. Well, how's his record? Is his record still counted as a loss? It's a no contest. Okay. Doesn't affect his record. Okay. I think it's because Mark Hunt is suing the UFC right now. And they're well, I mean, in if the he midst wasn't of suing, a, that would still be a no contest. All I can say is Mark Hunt better win. He better win this fight, or it's going to be bad news for him. He's 41, you said, right? Yeah, he's like 42, I want to say. I mean, he's but he still has the goods, man. That guy has knockout power. He is amazing to watch fight. Yeah. So, Mursa Bektik is taking on Derek Elkins in the prelims. Yuri Alcantara versus Luke Sanders. That's a good fight. The Bear Jew, Paul Craig against Tyson Pedro. That's a great up-and-coming 205-pound clash. That should be one to watch. That's going to be a great fight. ABC Amanda Bobby Cooker is taking on Cynthia Calvillo from LFA. Fame and Albert Morales, the guy that stepped up on short notice to fight Thomas Almeida in Brazil just a few short months ago, is taking on Andre Sukumtov, the Asian sensation. That guy is a fun one to watch. These fights I I announced because I think all these fights have potential to bring fireworks. And I think from top to bottom, this is going to be an excellent card. I am so pumped for Saturday. It does not get any better than that. So nice. But Bellator also returns this Friday night. And they are going to crown their inaugural 145-pound champion in a title fight with Marlos Kunin and Julia Budd. 145-pound female champion. Female champion. The, the, you said inaugural already? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. You know what? I'm going to watch both divisions. I'll tell you what. Bellator is creeping in this 145-pound title. Now, I'm interested to see it because UFC has so much drama around theirs, and there's only three names associated with it. All Bellator has to do is bring people in and contend, mm-hmm. and we'll see which one takes off more. Hmm. They have a shot here to try to build their 145-pound division bigger. I mean, depending on cyborg possibility fights. for some parity here. Yep. I like it a lot. Yep, so I'm interested in this storyline, just like Bellator going to be crowning a 125-pound women's champion sooner than later. So I'm very interested in that stuff. I think Bellator actually has the possibility to win something here. If they do it right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We hope this helps you love and understand the fights. Like, share, retweet this episode. To get every show on our network, please subscribe to Better Health and World on Podcast Addict. Be sure to check out our flagship program, Better Health and World, where we consume good food, living right in this crazy world, the human mind, everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. 
Also listen to our newest show, The Better Hero Cast, where I go deep with my heroes, and we patrol the landscape of superheroes, zombie killers, and all of our mythological crusaders of justice. Follow us at J- Joe at the MMA Historian, Sean at MMA underscore Insomniac, Gabby at Gabby underscore T, and me and Matt at J. Better. Love you guys and girls. Peace.